I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today is our first episode of the new year and is our first mini-sode. These should probably generally be shorter. Um, We are going to be chronologically going through um, animated shorts. Not every single one. Um, I will be curating and choosing the ones I feel are most historically relevant slash just enjoyable. Um, Today we are starting with three shorts. uh, One from 1892 called Pavre Piero. I I already... We Paul listened to it, and I already... Paul Piero. And... Uh, Poor uh, what, Pete. Just called Poor Pete. It's French. Uh, one from the U.S. Uh, from 1906 called Humorous Faces, Humorous Phases of Funny Faces. And another French one from 1908 called Phantasmagory. So those are the three that we watched. How'd you guys feel? What was your, what was your feel on these? Uh, they're, they're interesting, but... There wasn't a story or... The first one to... was the one that had the most attempted story. Yeah, or it was hard to kind of parse and, exactly and, what was going on. And in fairness, the first one's incomplete. Sure. It was about five minutes of what was supposed to be a 15-minute short. Um, but most of... Over two-thirds of its runtime is missing, so... Yeah, but interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh, very interesting. Uh, remin- reminiscent of... To me, something that we, the little man that we saw. Sure, sure. That's what just made me. I can see that. Yeah. But very, yeah, interesting. All right. Um, We, let's. uh, What did you think? Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I enjoy them. They're, they're interesting. They're not necessarily things I would watch on their own just for enjoyment, but Mm -hmm. they are historically very interesting. Um, me, per- I personally find the third one the most interesting, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's get into some of the history for these. So, uh, Pobre Piero, I'm going to... Poor Pete. Sure. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Pete. Uh, was directed by Charles em- Emily, Emily Reynaud. Um, I'm butchering all of these French words. The film consists of 500 individually painted images and originally lasted about 15 minutes. It is one of the first animated films ever made and alongside Le Crown et ses chiens and Un Bon Bac was exhibited in October 1892 when Reynaud opened his Théâtre Optique at the Musée Greven. It was the first film to demonstrate the... Theatre Optique system and is also believed to be the first known usage of film perforations, which are the holes on the side of film. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like at the end. You know what I'm talking about, Mom? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Reynaud's late years were tragic. Uh, After 1910, his creations were outmoded by the cinematograph. Dejected and penniless, he threw the greater part of his irreplaceable no. work and unique equipment into the river scene, which is why oh only gosh. five minutes of this exists. Oh my god! He died in a hospice on the banks of the scene in 1918. That is so sad. Yeah. So terrible. Yeah, there's uh, some tragedy that is here. Very tragic. That's very. Yeah, tragic. he was like, no one wants to see my things that I spent so much time and money on, and that. I was so proud of, and, well, and he, so he just 
threw them into the river. That's what, and I'm assuming people built on his ideas to make uh, it. Yeah, better, I mean, which, I would think so. Again, that's that's to me the the tragedy of it because he's the one that kind of like the father or the you know the catalyst that started all of this. Because if you look at this short, there is a, a a picture of a depiction of him with the device, whatever he, and it reminded Fiatre me. Optique. Yeah, it reminded me just visually of what it looks if you if you take a because they should do photographs, you know, back in the day before everything was digital. When you take photographs, if you did slides, there's a, I don't even know, a slide projector. And you, you put the individual slides in the the projector and, and it's circular, almost like this big donut, and, and it revolves around. And that's what it looked like visually to me. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I know. Um, so sad. <laughs> um... We will talk more about that, but let's do some more historical things for the others. Humorous Phases of Funny Faces is by James Stewart Blackton. Um, It's generally generally regarded by film historians as the first animated film recorded on standard picture film. Mm -hmm. Um, Stop motion as well as cutout animation were used in it, as Valerie noticed. uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, I mean, the animation of like some of the movement, it looks like cut out animation and it, it is was, it was the shadows yeah yeah the paper um phantasmagore uh by emily cole is from 1908 it is one of the earliest examples of traditional hand-drawn animation um the film was created by drawing each frame on paper and then shooting each frame onto negative film which gave the picture a blackboard look it was made up of 700 drawings each of which was exposed twice animated on twos leading to a runtime of almost two minutes it borrowed from j stewart blackton the chalk line effect uh filming black lines on white paper then reversing the negative to make it look like white chalk on a black chalkboard yeah that's what it totally looked like to me both of those yeah um so yeah let's let's talk some about the i don't know if it's there there's some story and characters with the first one in particular um and whatever and is is poor pete the one i'm assuming poor pete is the guy who was wooing the girl that came in after the original person came in through the doorway and then kept being pranked i would think so (laughs) and i i i can't earnestly say without seeing the full 15 minute version but i can't help but feel like 15 minutes of this would have dragged (laughs) like five minutes was about enough for me and i don't know if there was a lot i don't know what more to the story there might have been with those 10 minutes though i would think yeah is this the beginning or the end or we don't know i don't know my my, i would assume that there would be some sort of thing to introduce maybe those characters a bit more possibly maybe each of the characters Okay, you're going to totally, you're going to laugh at me, but do you know what the whole thing reminded me of? In Dragon Age Inquisition, when they are in the castle and you meet Vivian and mm-hmm. she comes down and, you, and your, your, your Inquisitor meets Vivian, but the car- the costumes that they're all wearing and, and they have, and in that whole episode, even like when you meet us, is it Sarah? Uh, mm-hmm. Which, yeah, the rogue, um, they have the masks over their face. Yes. That's what this reminded me of and how they were dressed. <laughs> You're such a dork. I get it, but you are a dork. I know. Um, sure. Yeah. No, they have they have heavy makeup and masks and, 
interesting outfits. It's the late 1800s. They it's all rocked in these France. incredibly high-heeled shoes, or, or fairly high-heeled shoes. And I really thought that the original character that, that snuck in was gender fluid because I originally thought it was a woman that, you know, because just the way pointed toes and danced and, and just yeah, very, very beautiful. Very... It's, it's 1890s, <laughs> like... I, yeah, I don't know yeah, what French. I don't know what just, French expectations of gender and stuff was then. Yeah, it's just different. Uh, it looked like ghosts to me. Yeah, uh, I wonder what like medium and stuff. You said it was painted. It was painted, were and it was indi- it was interesting to me. I don't know how well you guys were able to tell with how far away from the screen you were, but they're kind of see through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, and so that's yeah, it's interesting. I I don't. I'm sure I could read and really try to actually understand how this works, but I don't want to, and it hurts my brain to think about too much, but, like, clearly a lot of effort and time went into this. Yeah, like, yeah. the background that they were on looked really good. It was uh, a kind of inside a building, uh, there was a wall, and then past the wall, you yeah. know, some landscape. Yeah, yeah. Um, There was a part where... Somebody like knocked and a door just like came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's times like that where I appreciate the different colored door, a la Hanna Barbera, where it's like yeah. this is the thing that's going to be acted upon. I don't have proof of this, but I think any any voice acting that existed in the performance was presumably done um, by Charles Charles Emily, um, and. I wonder. I wonder if he did a knocking sound too before the door opened, like yeah. in his actual performances, um, and then like the singing that's later in the film. I wonder oh. to what extent he did any of those things, or if they're all inventions of whoever added that audio later. Oh, oh, as he's like showing it to people. If he's yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That's that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a live performance, so it's like it's hard to say exactly what it would have been like beyond how it visually looks. Uh, it's just a solid wall, and then all of a sudden, this door, yeah. you know, the, the size of a door and the light behind opens, and then this It made Valerie comes laugh. In. It was I know. funny. It was... Yeah, I'm like, where's that coming from? And then just the wall opens. I'm like, ah, okay. See, it's Star Trek. You know, we have the door. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's basically like a film where a guy sneaks over the wall to, like, court a lady, and then has to hide behind a thing as some other guy comes and courts the lady, and then the guy who's hiding pranks the other guy. Yeah, I thought there was some interesting play with the 2D perspective where he hides behind the pillar. Yes. And we can't see him, but from that angle, if it were a 3D space, the dude could totally see him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's basic I mean, it's basically early cartoon logic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was very it was it was fun because it's like actually you should be on the left side of the pillar if you didn't want him to see you. Yeah. yeah. But just because we can't see you, then he can't see you. Yes. So so there you go. Yeah. And then and two, I like how the guy that came in through the magical door in the wall, uh, that was courting, she went up to like a balcony and he is all of a sudden, he seemed to be drinking alcohol or drinking something, so, yeah, but something apparently like to get up the courage to, uh, what do you call oh, it? Oh, yeah, I yeah. guess that makes sense. He's trying to okay. get up the courage to, uh, what do you call or... it, silhouette? No, no, what do you call it? Uh, when you do a, you play a, a music to, to someone, serenade. Serenade, That's what yes, I was trying to say. yes. He's trying to serenade her. And then the guy hiding behind the pillar keeps like like tapping on his shoulder, you know, kind of, and then he doesn't know what's going on. And then he drinks more because I think he's scared. But then the guy hiding behind the pillar steals his bottle of alcohol. So yeah. it's just, goodness. Yeah. 
Yeah, fun. it was it was short. It was very interesting. Um, but but yeah, it wasn't a, a full story. So yeah, there's not really any voice acting or sound design or anything to really talk about. I did there was... I did like the music that was in it, but yeah. you already mentioned that this wasn't like the original one. So yeah, you know whoever restored it, I think it was a, a good choice. Like it fit well, Agreed. especially when the the kind of some of the the music of the background started to play into his serenading of the girl. And yeah, yeah, it was nice. So the question for us then is: Did she choose the guy because he was the only one left, or <laughs> did she like him best because he ran off her other suitor? She probably she probably likes the more courageous dude, or, yeah. I don't, I don't, or tricksy <laughs> dude. I don't know. I, it seemed like she was about him. In yeah, the beginning, and yeah, then before the other the guy knock came. was like, oh, 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 you need yeah. to move. Like, yeah, yeah, it's too funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's, I guess, I guess, um, before we go on to more sections, let's talk about humorous phases of funny faces. Um, that one doesn't really have plot. It's just, um, James Stewart Blackton clearly just like showing off animation techniques. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah, like it was cute. Um, they weren't that humorous now. <laughs> Mom, this is like... Early 1900s humor, yeah. it's different than what we consider humorous. It, I will say this again. To me, it totally looked like he was erasing and you know, messing up with it with a chalkboard. I mean, then I think he definitely he was. Yeah, yes. he was there. Uh, no, I like the techniques are, are different with chalk where, you know, you have the, the excess chalk that he messed with where uh, the guy started smoking and like, he he erased the the lady's face to to show that the smoke was in her face, and then I really really liked the the backwards aging mm. of the people where yeah. he presumably drew it, took the stop motion, but then edited it such that it was the other way. Yes, yeah, so it was all like erased, and then they formed. Uh, and then, like, had all their details, and then their details went away, and they went away back into nothingness. Yes. That was neat. That was, yeah. I really like that part. I also enjoyed the the part with the stop-motion, like, clown person. Yeah. Um, especially towards the end, where he, like, erases part of it, and but then still has another part of it moving, and it's, like, trying to, like, fool you into thinking the whole thing was able to move by itself instead of being cut-out animation. Yeah. Because uh, you're like, you can't fool me. No, yeah, you could see the the shadow on the paper, but then in one of the scenes that shadow went away and then he erased it. So, I thought that was very fun to like you said trick you into not realizing what the actual technique was and just like going with the animation. It was very cool. Yeah. I'm still not clear on, on how they did that, but yeah, very interesting. I mean, basically he had it as cut out and then in one of the cuts part of it became not cut out and was a drawing on a board while the other part was still cut out and he erased he started like messing up the part that was drawn and then after he had the other half move a little bit suddenly it was also a drawing when you say cut out you used to do cutouts uh, you would draw something yeah basically basically drawing, paper moving paper yeah like out. segmented like you know one part here one part here and then it would can move Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it was stop motion, so he was taking a picture, drawing another picture or whatever. Like, in the beginning of the film, it showed him actually drawing, but then his hand went away, and so you're, like, led to believe that all of this is just him drawing. But Honest, yeah. Honestly, the, the easiest modern thing to compare what cutout animation is, is South Park. Like, 
early South Park was literally like cut out pieces moving to be animation. And then later when they transitioned to doing it in computers, they still mimic that style. Um, also an easy one to compare it to is literally the movie that we watched today um, was cut out animation, um, but with also silhouettes. And yeah. we'll talk about that when we get to the movie, but yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's just kinda, pieces of paper that are moving. He combined two techniques, drawing on the board plus the paper. Yep. Okay. What now I know this is silly, but you know how you all used to draw, like, say you there was a thick little notebook pad, and y'all would draw little stick figures, and you would change it, and then if you would thumb through the pages yeah. quickly, it would make it look like it was moving. Sure. Book. Is that, what is that called? That's closer to traditional animation in a more um, primitive form. Okay. Yeah, um, I just didn't know if it was one. Traditional animation is a bunch of drawings played in sequence so that it appears that there's motion, and that is fundamentally what you're doing when you draw a bunch of little images and then flip through them. Okay. So yeah, that would be closer to what traditional animation but this, is. Let's just say you had the stick figure, you cut it out, you just keep moving it on the page. Yeah, yeah it's basically it's like, like it's segmented. It's got a couple of things that are kind of pinned together. Okay. And then you like, so you move the arm and then the, the pieces kind of move. So it looks a little more realistic instead of like one piece that's moving. Kind of like puppet, puppeteering, but mm-hmm. you're taking a picture every time. Oh, okay. And putting it together. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. That, yeah. That's kind of connecting in my brain. Uh, and then we had Phantasmagory, which was, um, uh, it's, it's basically very stream of consciousness and it is traditional animation, um, but made to visually look like it is chalkboard drawings yeah yeah there's just and there's also a bit of cutout animation in it too in the part where his like head is off of his body and the hands come in and manipulate them him back together that's like stop motion and cutout animation together for a moment i don't quite remember it but yeah i love this guy kind of had magic pants you know he had <laughs> he had the kind of blooming kind of a aladdin pants i don't know that poof sure. you know at the bottom but then they would form almost into different things and at one point almost like a balloon over his head that helped yeah. him land it was it was funny no there was lots of funny things in here the first one was the uh the person coming in with just this giant hat while the guy is gonna watch a show that was really funny. That just really tickled my funny bone because it was this woman with this huge hat of feathers and he was behind her and he just started plucking one feather after another and dismantling her hat, which she supposedly seemingly did not notice. It was just, yeah. the thought of that just totally cracked me up. And then at some point her hair came off, like something yeah. pulled her hair off because that too was big. It was very silly. Yeah. It. The other thing I liked was uh, at some point... The guy in the pointy hat poked somebody's belly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just really, like, it morphed in and out of stuff a whole bunch. It was, it was fun to watch. It's a neat little experience. Mm-hmm. Nothing with voice acting or sound design. We're already talking animation because it's sort of one and the same with story right now with most of these. Yeah. Um, how do these hold up, you think? Um, I don't think there was necessarily anything problematic in them, but... I mean, I guess, how do these hold up in terms of, like, watching them in a modern age? Like, they are literally more than 100 years old at this point. Well, as an educator, sorry, you know, as the nerd in me, the 
learning new things, the student in me found it very interesting. Again, it's certainly not something I would want to watch again or, but I'm glad I saw them and yeah, it was just fascinating. Yeah. They're not necessarily something that you'd watch for pleasure, but you're, yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Like seeing what it's like when the, the language of, you know, animation hasn't been set yet. Like the whole door thing coming out of nowhere. How did people then see it? What did they just accept it? Cause for us, we have, we're primed to like, Oh, there you have to see it see the door and and it doesn't have to be like colored slightly differently to act on it. But, but like it, it was included into us previously. Um, it was interesting. What was your favorite part of these? Um, if you have a favorite for each, feel free. But if it's just, you know, which of one of was your favorite, what part of one was your favorite? What, what did, what most sticks with you, I guess. To me is going to be the, the, the first, French one where he leaps onto the balcony and starts doing kind of his dance because it just so reminded me of the scene with Vivian in Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> You're such a dork. I love you. Um, mine, it's uh, probably the the kind of backward aging one in um, funny. What is it? Faces. The funny faces. Humorous the, phases of funny humorous faces. Humorous faces. Yes. And that one. And the third one. I don't know. That was just so silly. I I did like the hat bit. That was very funny. Yeah, I was going to say my second absolute favorite is him plucking the feathers from this woman's hat and dismantling it. For yeah, for me, it's just the third short. Phantasmagoria is is it's just visually fun for me to watch. It's very fluid and and stream of consciousy, and it's like it was a little boring for me to sit through the first one again. um, Also, the second one, but. I never really have a problem sitting through Phantasmagori. It's a perfect length. It's not very long. And it's just fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, that that one's definitely my favorite. So, yeah, would you guys recommend any of these? Um, I, I think we all, I think it's safe to say we pretty much all recommend them on, like, historical basis. Um, I don't know if, any, if either of you think that you would recommend any of these outside of that, though. From an educational perspective, I... I wish that more animators, current animators, you know, even if you're going to school for animation, that that would be part of something you would watch. I mean, it might I, be. It's I don't so know. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think in in school once we had a uh, an assignment to to kind of create animation, so we got to do like a stop motion thing. And what I liked about the second one was that felt very doable for anybody. To like if at at a school like if you have a chalkboard, but I mean if you have paper and stuff like you could you could do it, and so I guess I mean like mom was saying, people draw the little things and flip them. Yeah, that's like, animation. I don't know. I guess to the second one to me felt like more within within reach of like oh, if I think of being an animator, it feels hard to do, but it's like if you have a camera and just a chalkboard, it just seeing it from that perspective, it's just like oh, like you could you could do this like. As a kid, if you really wanted to, you know, get somebody to help you put it together, but just like take pictures of your drawings and you can make a little animation. And so, yeah, I, I think for educational, it's 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 cool, but like story wise, it wasn't really there. So as a uh, something fun to watch, eh, not really. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you guys. Um, what would you rate these um, on a five star scale? But like, 
I mean, you know, it's loosey goosey. It's whatever. These are the very these are very first pieces of animation. The first one's not even complete. <laughs> like, so just whatever you feel. What are you feeling rating wise for these three? Each of them. For the the first one, uh, it's not complete. So like a one point seven five. But the creator gets a higher score because he's very sad. <laughs> oh, no. It's so tragic. I can't help but just... Like... It's very sad. <laughs> uh, unless he was a, uh, not a good dude. But that that's very... Uh, yeah, that's hard. Know. That's very sad. The thought of, like, not feeling like you, the stuff that you worked on in love mattered. And then it's like, actually, it did, dude. Yeah, so. it's like people are still watching it. The, be- the bits of it that could be found today. Um, For the second one... Same, same, one point seven five, and for the third one, a two. Yeah, nice. How about you, mom? I'm gonna kind of go in reverse. Just from <laughs> what I like visually, I think the first one a two, and and again, even though there was that ethereal like ghost like quality, I just like the shapes and the movement of it better. And the second two, because again, it was more like chalk drawings, and I don't enjoy that as much. Well, the, it, it was mimicking one, chalk. It was drawings, mimicking, but... correct. That's what it looked like to me. The second one, maybe one point seven five. Do I want to do the third one at a two also? No, I'm sorry. I'll go two for the first one, one point five for the second one, and one point seven five for the third one. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, what is yours gonna be? <laughs> I'm in the same general range, certainly. I think I'm going to go 1.75 for the first, 1.5, 1.25 for, <laughs> yeah, I really, I understand the historical importance of historical phase or funny Humorous funny, phases. Humorous, humorous phases, phases of funny faces. But for one, the name is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> and for two, it's just, it's just like a test. It feels it feels like what it is, which is someone just messing around with early animation techniques. It's not very interesting outside of that. The first one at least tells a story, and the sec- and the third one is at least like enjoyable to watch. But I didn't get a lot of enjoyment out of the animation for the second. So one point two five, um, and then two for Phantasmagory. It's just fun. To, it's. I, I don't get tired of watching it. It's it's too short to be like, oh, I'm tired of this. And it's just fun. So, yeah. Yeah, thinking about actually, Phantasmagory kind of reminds me of some of the early Flash animation stuff. Sure. Uh, of just, like, silly. Like, it's just missing, uh, like, high-pitched voices that are, <laughs> t- that are the, the speaking voices of these characters. Sure. The thing I also did not like about the second one is the, all the erasing and the smudging. It just... It's not very aesthetically pleasing, which is, I mean, it's chalk. Yeah, and the smoke technique, that was neat. But then when they just kept doing, you know, the other, and at one point it was like, again, it it wasn't even white chalk. I don't know if they were supposedly like with a wet eraser, but it just got all ucky. I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let's just dump on that one. Yeah, no, like, I hate chalk as a medium. <laughs> Fight me. No, no. The teacher in me, remember, this, uh, this shows my age. You used to have to use a chalkboard and clean the stupid erasers and clean the dumb chalkboard. Uh, did, oh. you make, did, you, did you make kids do it? I, like, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I'm trying to think. Probably you all, my own children, would, would come visit. Can I do the erasers? Remember, you would want to do the erasers. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever actually made my students. I probably had students volunteer. <laughs> Who knows? I think I enjoyed erasing your whiteboard more than anything. Anyways, um, these were fun historical things. Um, they're not like classic Looney Tunes or Disney cartoons that you're going to rewatch a whole bunch. But from a historical historical perspective, they're really interesting. So check them out for that. They're all on YouTube. Um, they're easy to find. Here's a quick thought. I couldn't help but think, I wonder in the day what adults, the average adult, if they saw this, would have thought like, oh, what is this silliness? Or would they found it interesting? Or, I'm sure you know, it depends on the know. adult. Yeah, you know? yeah, I don't know. Just curious. Yeah. If it, it if it would have been well received or not. It, seem, it seems like they generally were well received. Yeah. That's but good. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. So next time on our next full episode, we will be covering uh, the very first um, animated feature film that still exists today. And then after that, as far as shorts, uh, we will be kind of continuing our adventure and we'll be looking at some early character driven shorts no no actually i'm sorry we will be looking at windsor mckay shorts is what we'll be doing next time which also does feature one of the earliest character animation shorts uh you guys will see um so yeah (laughs) next until next time yeah and we hope we sure hope that you can make us part of your 2021 uh tell us about you know your friends like subscribe but we hope you your 2021 gets off to a great start yes thank you thanks Bye. bye bye This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.